we're not, I'm not prescriptive. I'm not advocating entirely. You must never go to an office. Okay. <laughs> I think it's important to meet face to face. I think it's, it's obviously difficult at the moment, but I think uh, the, the kind of more hybrid solution is fine as well. Okay. So I think, I think, but from the point of view of the platform, I'd like it to almost be integrated. I, I, my vision is that people um, can use uh, these kind of platforms across geographically disparate companies. You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season four, all about how to be a brilliant remote worker. Whether you're a seasoned remote worker, you found yourself reluctantly working from home, or you simply want to move from a co-located office role to one that is 100% remote, you're going to love this season. We talk to the founders and leaders of remote teams who share with us their insights on the qualities, characteristics, skills, knowledge, and experience that enable you to be a brilliant remote worker. So if you want to know how to be the best at what you do in the remote work reality, you're going to love this season. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, remote marketing strategist, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work style obsessed. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 93 of Thriving Empire Podcast. I am so excited for episode 100. (laughs) Still seven weeks away, but so excited for such a big milestone. I was actually having a chat to a future guest who's also an ex-colleague and now a creative collaborator about how the podcast has been amazing because it's really enabled me to be consistent whilst following my curiosity for different topics. So even though I'm only halfway through season four, I'm already thinking about the topics for season four. Five. So I want to tell you this, if you want to start a podcast, but you haven't been able to narrow down a topic, don't sweat it. Use your podcast to follow all of your interests season by season. That is the best advice I could give you. Okay, before we start, I also want to let you know that Thriving Empire Podcast now has a channel on Telegram. So all you have to do is search for Thriving Empire Podcast over on Telegram, and I'll keep you updated with the latest episodes and information about being a remote worker right over there. Now, today is a rare show that might not have happened unless I had twisted the guest's little rubber arm (laughs) to share his wisdom about remote or why working together from wherever works is the secret to each company finding their own remote Shangri-La. I'm very, very excited to introduce you to Tim Lloyd. He's the co-founder of Worker, which is a virtual office platform that enables people to work together from anywhere. And it's really built around the belief that everyone in a team should be able to work from wherever works for them. It's built around the desire to shake up the the traditional workspace and around the importance of maintaining the human connection. So, so good. Now, Tim shares the accidental beginnings of worker, his thoughts on how to make remote working work. He shares the ripple effect of well-being and why the work-life integration piece is the essence of a reasonable remote revolution. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Tim. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. It's great to be here. And how are you doing today? I'm very, very well. Um, yeah, it's good that you've managed to pin me down for this because, you know, I'm a reluctant podcaster and it's, uh, it's my first time ever. So well done you. 
I'm thrilled to have another world exclusive. <laughs> I cannot tell you. Now, listen, now I know that you originally created Worker because you wanted to shake up the traditional workspace and you wanted to enable people to work from wherever works, but you also wanted to keep the human connection. But here's my question. At what point between having the idea and starting to build Worker, uh, at what point in the conversation with Anil, your co-founder, did you guys actually decided you also wanted to build a remote company? If it were that chronologically simple, um, it would be good, but um, it, it kind of didn't happen like that. We, we started in the beginning, um, there was actually another guy who sadly passed away, John Pullen, had the original idea um, of building a company that didn't have an office. Where this originally came from was um, witnessing um, people tearing into the office, having done school drop-offs and various other tasks um, in their trainers and tra changing into office shoes, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the idea that, that there must be a better way. Um, so actually we originally founded um, a staffing company where there was no office and the benefits were that you could, you could with no office, you could em employ people. It gave you a bigger talent pool. You could employ people who, who for whatever reason, couldn't, didn't want to, weren't able to commute uh, from anywhere. So the original concept was remote working because commuting silly. <laughs> that was the kind of the kind of fundamental starting point. We 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 then moved through the, these phases that everyone does, where you look you look to have events in the day that bring people together uh, through Zoom hangouts and all the rest of it. But even then, um, isolation was an issue. Um, the remote part of you know working um, from all over the place became very remote. And lonely and isolating. So actually, um, work was born out of a genuine need, driven by a want to work uh, more flexibly, but sort of reined in by loneliness and isolation. So, so we built the platform um, to kind of fill fill a gap, if you like. The, the kind of, so it wasn't it wasn't quite at what moment in time <laughs> did, did we consider? Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll do this. It kind of evolved a little bit. Um, and actually, I've got to, you know, you know, it, it was an accident. It, it was something born out of a, a need and requirement to bring people together as best we could, working in that way. Um, but it happened fairly quickly. I think, in, in answer to your question, I think as, as soon as we started working this way, we probably started doing more um, Zoom calls and hangouts and you know uh, but they were still premeditated it still wasn't quite the same you still didn't have the water cooler moment so what what i'd say probably within a year or two of starting a work from anywhere company we 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 felt there was a real gap in the in the market if you like um and we we tried to fill it and so initially did you also have an idea of who you wanted to join your team to help you build out worker or uh, did you have to actively kind of scour the globe for 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 people to come and join you In, interestingly again um, it's going to sound like everything was an accident uh, stephanie um it, it it was we were we were who we were okay so we we started with the, i suppose the difference was the kind of staffing people we we were able to hire were more experienced and more mature the kind of people that had 20 years experience that didn't want to commute had other things going on in their life kids and etc you know other 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 things um so we had we actually built an experienced business team so actually the transition to working 
uh, from anywhere was a slightly easier one because of the maturity levels of the team. Now, um, myself and Anil, uh, when we started, you know, who knew, eh? uh, uh, 55 years old or then I was 53, um, heading up a product, a tech product SaaS company. I, I, I couldn't have guessed it. But we had we had to learn, and we had to learn quickly. We've subsequently brought in more experienced people, um, you know, non-execs, etc., with ex- with experience of SaaS and all the rest of it. But most of it was learning, not actually to become product gurus, but learning how to make flexible working work, how to make remote working less good through our business experience. Um, but yeah, in, t- in terms of how where we've gone since then, we've added skills in in obviously technical skills, coders, etc. We've added um, social media expertise because I think you know spreading the message is very important. But in terms of the core, the core drivers of the business, myself and Anil, we weren't we weren't coming from a product background. I remember reading um, Peter Thiel's From Zero to One and trying to learn how to build a tech company from from various books like that. And and funny enough. That wasn't going to be the way. The, the, the way that we've learned wasn't because what we're doing is quite different, I think, to what's been done before. So it's kind of we have to kind of learn as we go along. But we learn as we go along through our own life experiences. Working in this way is important to me personally. So we, we, had to, we had to kind of improve the, the working from home or working from anywhere else for us, for ourselves. And therefore, I think I think the, the, the product's been all the better for it. We haven't kind of, you know, we haven't put something together that we think might be needed. We put something together because we needed it. And as it turns out, okay, um, lots of other people do and did as well. But I think it's kind of funny that maybe your company tagline should be the accidental app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the complete fluke. Um, and I, I, I think it's, it, it, it kind of, I suppose that's how it was born. But I think we fairly quickly, I mean, we would pull clients and candidates in, for example, to interview them in our office platform. And we, we very quickly gauged, oh, hang on, there's a real appetite for this. More than video interviewing, more than video conferencing, and, and, and there's, there's an appetite for this, um, you know, multi-flawed, environment this kind of almost like um it, it you know to coin a phrase i saw quite recently i'm gonna nick it um you know it's as it's, it's close to real as you can get and the, the mission has always been to try and get as much as we can of the good that offices bring and they do bring good obviously the social element being really important um to a to a to a virtual platform to a digital platform and by the way i, I would say um just as a footnote um we're not, I'm not prescriptive. I'm not advocating entirely, you must never go to an office. Okay? <laughs> I think it's important to meet face-to-face. I think it's, it's obviously difficult at the moment, but I think uh, the, the kind of more hybrid solution is fine as well. Okay. So I think, I think, but from the point of view of the platform, I'd like it to almost be integrated. I, I, my vision is that people um, can use uh, these kind of platforms across geographically disparate companies i was chatting to a friend of mine um and he used to have to go pre-covid used to have to go to various offices around the world by plane okay or train and that it's just not that necessary to do that all the time when you can teleport okay using the internet you, you know so i think for me um the idea the, the the idea was to to kind of replicate all that is good and try and take out the kind of noisy bits the unnecessary bits and there's lots of advantages in doing that 
I love that because it's the classic idea of the best of both worlds and sort of taking what works for you and kind of merging it all together. And that's going to look very different for every single company. Yeah, and I think that's why you, we're not prescriptive. It, it, it would be like be, what, what we do is we offer a, a, um, a digital workplace, a workspace. And in the same way as if you go to find, um, you know, bricks and mortar workplaces, they don't tell you how to do it, you know, what you've got to do there. <laughs> you can lay it out, you know, and you can run businesses of all different shapes and sizes. You know, that 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 isn't what we do. What we do, we provide the environment. Um and then hopefully try with the help of our, our, our customers. Uh, and they've been amazing, by the way, the feedback we've had. Could it do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? Um, and we're hoping to be able to do all of it <laughs> for them. Um, but right now, um, you know, we're, we're pre-funded. We, we've got a funding round coming up on Cedars very soon. But at the moment, um, what we try and do is what we can, but not in a prescriptive way. Companies want to work flexibly. I think that's for sure now. I think that's for sure. But how they want to work flexibly is probably on a case by case, isn't it? So all we can do is provide a platform that may be useful um, to, to facilitate that. Now, I know that you are not a huge fan of the term remote working, and you've already kind of touched on this um, because the remote, the word word itself, remote, kind of conjures up the the ideas of kind of loneliness and isolation. But how do we begin to take the remote out of remote? That's that's a great question, okay? And I'd like to just um, reposition myself a little bit. I'm not an anti-remote worker, but I think there's a definition thing. I think what, what what's happened in the market is we've we've hung our coat on the term remote because people understand it. Right? What that means is you work from home or you work away from an office, and I don't agree with that, okay? I don't think the two have to go hand in hand. I think one of the challenges that we had was being remote. Okay, and we learned from that the isolation, the the the, the well-being in the workplace piece, um, you know, wasn't great for us in our business, and I think for many businesses, not for all businesses, but for many business, and so I th- I think um, remote work should be, and it eventually will become okay. Remote work is remote, and it's good that it's remote because it works for those people that want to work remotely. But I, I, th- I think, and again, I can't think of a better phrase than working together from anywhere. Um, you know, I think we've got to we've got to think about this more. Um, whatever works, works, right? <laughs> okay, it's, it's, I come out with all the cliches. You know, we, we've got to think about the the re- if you look historically, why cities? Okay, historically, why cities? I'm not going to give you a history lesson. I'm not very good at history, but people, it was about communication, right? You, the rivers in the beginning, the roads and the rail, okay, um, centralized so we could store our food, so we could build walls to protect ourselves and all the rest of it, but essentially communication, okay? That was, that was why we, we res- now communication isn't like that now. So I think the, the idea that, we, that it's either remote or office, I, I want to move away from that. I think it can be, you know, with the communications we have these days, it can be anywhere where possible, not all jobs, okay, not all people. But the idea that um, it's either remote or office, I think that's that's more what I was saying. I don't I don't think it needs to be. I don't think remote. I don't think working um, geographically disparately necessarily has to mean remote. In fact, it shouldn't for a lot of people. Um, I think I look at worker. We we have people that work, um, you know, literally all over the place from India, the UK, Spain, Italy. You know, we and we all come in and we work it together all the time all day and it's great 
that takes the, the remote away. But for us, I think it's kind of, uh, yeah, it is a little bit about taking the remote out of remote working where, where required, where needed and where appropriate. And I love in, in our previous conversation, you, 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 you phrased it as, you know, creating a sensible, flexible working world. And I'm just sort of curious when, when you say this, what kind of vision does this conjure for you? My vision, I suppose, is um, let people live and work in a more integrated way for the greater good of everyone. We have forever in history for thousands of years lived and worked in this urbanized way in this in a, whether it's little towns and on the top of because we had to because you had defense you had communication was literally you know the coffee houses of the city of london were literally so you could broker deals and then stroll across to the coffee shop and you know shake hands <laughs> you know what i mean we got to move past that now haven't we and we can because we can and we should we must we must start to be wherever possible more growing up i think it must be more growing up all great changes, you know, come eventually, okay? And I think it's time's come. I think a more flexible way of working, the time has arrived. Yeah, certainly. I think chatting to Sondra Rash of Safety Wing, he, he said that basically the remote reality has been pulled forward five to 10 years. And I think to, to your point about the hybrid model, I think the benefits of the hybrid model are that people are coming back to the realization that life and business is a pick and mix. And really, we just get to choose. And even as a worker, you get to choose how you want to work, how you want to live, what your work-life integration looks like. And I think that that really is, that's to the benefit of everybody that's to the benefit of individuals that's to the benefit of businesses who have happy healthy people in their teams to touch on the happy healthy people is massive we on worker we've just got this new feature coming and i don't know if it's annoying or not perhaps you can give me some advice on your your apple watch it says um, stand up breathe you know this kind of stuff and we wanted a feature i'm digressing a little bit but it's important i wanted a feature that kind of tries to help with that well-being piece. So we've got a little message pops up, you know, every now and then it says, look, you know, um, maybe take a break, have a glass of water, do a stretch, this kind of stuff. Because I think, it, you know, the, the, the freedom that the freedom is undoubtedly true. The freedom to do more of what you like to do. But I think one of the dangers, and this has been spoken about quite recently with that is the kind of um, the, the, you have to make a choice to do that. And I think the danger of working from home sometimes, and there is a real danger, I think, is you get plugged into your computer and you don't take time out. It's almost like a presenteeism of, of, of working remotely. You know, you, you get stuck in a groove and you can end up doing, if you're not careful, and we used to do this, you end up, you know, because it's so easy, you walk down in the morning, grab your coffee, plug into your computer, um, you don't plug out. And I think that is something that we need we need to consider the, the mental health and the well-being piece in in virtual environments. There's a lot of work I was talking to Mind and um, the other day and looking at their website. There's loads of work done in well-being in the workplace, but most of it is well-being in the traditional workplace where it's kind of reach out in this way, go to this person, you know, talk to this person about those things. And I think there's a whole, this is, this was off, off piece a little bit, Stephanie, because you hadn't asked me about this, but I do think it's really important on this journey to, to consider mental health and wellbeing in remote work environments, because, you know, it's part of the isolation problem, isn't it? And interestingly, it's that there's a real balance between monitoring, which I hate, 
you know, I've even heard of people monitoring keyboard activity. Okay, <laughs> and it's kind of stuff. It's all a bit scary, my God. But it is important to be aware of your colleagues' state of mind, and that undoubtedly that that that's become more difficult when you're not sitting in front of them. So I think that that's just a sideline, but I think that is an important one to consider in this quest for flexible working. Definitely the topic of surveillance and what it's used for is, is like a whole topic in itself. But I do think, to your point, that tools and apps do have a kind of responsibility to consider mental health and well-being yes. of the yeah. people using their apps. And actually what I love about Vivaldi Browser is there's a little take a break button where they fade all your content and pause all your videos so that you can literally, there's, there's nothing to focus on on your screen anymore and you can literally pause and, and take a break. So I, I think that... Um, probably we need to put more pressure or at least keep asking our favorite apps to consider our health and well-being and to help us proactively take those breaks, take those pauses and to step away. Because there's one thing um, when it comes to being a remote worker, when you're new, there is this sense of guilt that I talked about with Gary Walker a couple of episodes mm-hmm. ago. You feel really guilty because this is very new yes. and you want to really prove your value and that you're, yes. you're, you're doing a lot of work and you want to be perceived to be seen online. You know, mm-hmm. you're active on uh, Slack and you're there all the time. You're always available mm-hmm. and you're always replying. Mm-hmm. And then there's that sort of uh, the other side of it as an experienced remote worker of just being so driven by your projects and by your company vision and by perhaps maybe you're a remote consultant just being so passionate about your work. Mm. So there's kind of two sides that, you know, people end up overworking and burning out from a kind of positive drive, but also from uh, um, the the drive of, oh, my goodness, I I need to prove and demonstrate my value. Um, and so both sides of the equation kind of need to be addressed in terms of health and well-being. But all of that is super interesting. And I just love Vivaldi for that very reason. They're an app who's kind of taken responsibility. And it's really just such a tiny button. And all you do is, is click it and it fades all your content. We, we are still relatively early on in this journey. But I think that for me, the key fundamental is whilst we can all try and endeavor and we should, and I'm always interested in ideas on this, help encourage well-being in our platforms as features of our platforms not not box ticking you know in your social responsibility statement but genuinely this is really important that we because i think if we don't we're going to end up spoiling it uh endeavors like um you know bringing in well-being central to the to the to the apps that we're trying to produce to help people work in this way is is really important it's a really important part of what we're doing it's it's a it's a responsibility isn't it so if we consider the idea of work-life integration and we envision this idea of this sensible, flexible working world and we begin to implement some of these sort of asynchronous, digital, nomadic working styles and structures, what do you think are some of the coherent tech strategies that, that pull and put all these together? I, think I, I can answer a worker. And I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's good. I think the difficulty with that question is going to be absolutely different depending on the industry, depending on what you do, depending on who you, who you've got. And actually even within that, it's going to be different for different people. Mm. Um, we, we, what, what our mission was just primarily because of our backgrounds being very traditional backgrounds, as, as we've spoken about my background being very much office space, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we try and replicate as much as we can. Which is why you probably argue that worker isn't necessary for pure remote workers. It it just isn't necessary. You you know you, if you want to be a remote worker, work remotely and have an occasional Zoom or you know Zoom's great, right? For that kind of video conferencing chat um, 
kind of premeditated chat it's great i think for us we we wanted to try and um almost create a more traditional office but cut out as i said earlier to cut out the noise cut out the hassle bit cut out the negative bit so our working day is very typical we come in in the morning you click on your you know your office you say hi to everyone and you know um you have your little coffee together and talk about how great Arsenal are or whatever. And then you go to, to you carry on doing your work. The, the, the interesting, the, an interesting observation here is when we first started using the very early versions, um, what we said is, look, you don't, you don't need your camera on, you know, you've just got your little emoji there. That's fine. Um, you know, if you want to have your camera on, that's great. Nobody turned the camera off. Interestingly, <laughs> you know, everybody just left it on because, you know, um, it was kind of nice having been so isolated to just see people, doing their work like you would in an office. But but so our, our work around days are fairly, I suppose, ironically traditional. We have little statements where you can say, you know, any time during the day, we're obviously massively flexible about walking the dog, having a cup of tea, just going to take some time out, et cetera. And we're building in status buttons to reflect that now. So you can have on your status very soon, you'll be able to say, look, I'm walking the dog. So you have lots of built-in flexibility, but actually probably it wouldn't be massively alien to someone who's used to working in an office. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's on your screen and, and your colleagues are uh, uh, via video, but it's always on, it's always around. So in, in that way, um, I think there's, there's the answer to the question is it will work however it needs to work. So, you, you know, you could have, um, you could have teams working in offices, ironically. This is where we move away from remote um, together. Or even we were, uh, we had a meeting once. We were sitting in one of these big tower blocks in um, one of the WeWorks in, in London. And we were looking out at another office next door. And you thought, I thought, Do you know what? If you're on the 10th floor and you're, you're in accounts and you need to see someone in HR who's on the first floor, Okay. Yeah. You either call them up, but they need to see you. You have to go all the way down to why not have a worker internally? So have have the ability to to work flexibly within offices or within companies that have lots of different offices. So you could you could go to see HR in Manchester by pressing a button on your screen and seeing that they're there. Do you know what I mean? So this is where I think worker is more. It's not about just remote working. In the, in the traditional sense, it can be whatever you need it to be. But in answer to your question, worker, work in a quiet, aside from the fact we're all over the world in our offices and even my colleague Matthew works often on the beach, which is rather annoying. Um, we're still working in a traditional way in an office. I love it because Matthew was saying how it's just really cool that you guys all just all log in first thing in the morning, sometime between nine and 10, and then you're logged in all day. So what it enables is those spontaneous conversations as well. It, it enables that kind of water cooler chat where you don't have to specifically make a, a time to meet someone later in the day, yeah. but you can just yeah. reach out and say, hey, do you have a second and just start yeah. talking? And I think that yeah. the unplanned conversations that happen in an office hallway or the bathrooms or you know, the kitchen or wherever are kind of possible on the worker platform, which is really cool. Tim, how do people get in touch with you or connect with you and find out more about worker? Website's uh, www.worker.io. Um, I'm more than happy to uh, receive any emails um, from anyone that can, thinks they can help us with the journey or just interested in the platform. Uh, Tim at worker.io. What's been lovely about this journey is people do get in touch. Um, and I, what, what I always wanted, I wanted, what do they call it in your game? Brand affection, is it? I, I, I want, this isn't just worker's journey, right? This is the journey of the workplace. Um, 
I love the fact that people are really happy to help us and say, you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And, you know, very often we haven't. So this, this is anyone who wants to reach out and get in touch and say, look, you should think about this, think about that, get in touch with me. Tim, you've been an absolutely brilliant guest. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks very much, Stephanie. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a star rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.